Boobies, summertime, everything is just right. I just got back from a flight. I was in Copenhagen, and uh, I have a I have a new theory. Copenhagen, Denmark, one of the nicest cities I've been to. An example of Scandinavian excellence. And I've got a theory. I think the higher the quality of life, the more bare breast that you'll see on a summer day. And in Denmark, walking along the river, the middle of the afternoon, it was very bright. There's a wooden kind of promenade that you walk along. I was staying at the Marriott. And uh, everyone... Uh, everyone, a lot of people were sunbathing. It was just packed with people trying to make their skin go from white to uh, to the preferred color of red. That is the Danish color, just like their flag. That's what they're trying to look like over the summer is to just, just get nice and red. And I'm watching them uh, get red, and uh, the people were having... They're so relaxed. They're having so much fun. Voted, I think, the happiest country in the world. I said that before. And you get, you really get to see it when you're watching them sunbathe and gather their renewable energy. But the amount of bare boobs I saw was just crazy. I mean, the first time you see it, you're just not used to it. Because in, in the States, you know, it's not like you just do bare sunbathing everywhere you go. They have like little sections where you go, oh, this is a nude beach. But just in the middle of the city, along the water, you're just walking along. You're like, oh, those are, those are boobs. And then you walk along again. You say it to yourself. You don't say it out loud. And then you see it again. You're like, oh, boobs. And then by the third time, you're like, yeah, boobs. I was desensitized after the third pair of boobs. And I thought, why not do this around the world? Just one day out of the year, every country just decides that women, it's okay for them to bare their breasts. And men will just become desensitized. It, I'm pretty sure it would lower the amount of assaults that would happen. Because men, it would just be like, ah, boobs, we don't care anymore. I mean, but the first few women, they'd have to take one for the team. But the rest, you can just walk around. It's no big deal. <laughs> After a while, I was like, eh, hey, boobs. I think I saw maybe like 40 pairs of boobs. It was brilliant. It shows you just how liberal of a city and a country that is. And an equal society where women just feel like, you know what? I can show my bare breast just like any man can. And there's a lot of men that do that, especially here in Estonia. Dudes just will not hesitate to just take off their shirt. But it's like it's not like the Viking bodies that you saw in Denmark where these men were just trying all hard over the winter to get their bodies in shape so they can strut around and show them off their little Viking chests and whatnot. In Estonia, a dude will have a gut, some Russian guy with a cold chain and his shirt open, and he doesn't care. And he's checking out the women too, like, who's going to make a good wife for me with his giant gut just jiggling? No shame at all. No body shame, which is impressive. I think that everyone should have that level of confidence. He doesn't give a shit. But it was nice to be in Denmark and see... Uh, what uh, the pinnacle of human society can be in the Scandinavian excellence that is Copenhagen. It's an almost perfect place, in my opinion. Um, the amount of the boob to happiness ratio is, is, is definitely high there. I think the more boobs you see, the more happier the people. So that is my research, and I'm pretty sure that is 100% accurate. You should probably quote me on that. If you don't know about sarcasm, that's sarcastic. But I wonder, is it hard for Danish people to maintain this level of happiness? Like, is there pressure to be happy? Because these happiness surveys come around and they interview 2,000 people. Do they feel like they have to, like, I have to make sure that I uh, say that I'm happy because I don't want... To, that's my best Danish accent. I don't want to make sure 
that I take down the uh, I don't want other people to think that I'm not happy. I don't want our country to be second to Finland, so I'm going to lie and make sure everyone thinks that we're happy. However, I read in this book, The Almost Nearly Perfect People, that Denmark has the highest rates of debt, highest rates of cancer per capita compared to the other Nordic countries, but also the highest rates of trust. There was a study that they did where they left 40 wallets on trains throughout the world, and in Denmark, they couldn't even leave the wallets because people would start running after the person, the scientists, if you will, who left the wallet because they have just high rates of trust. Everyone's equal. And people will strive to be not better than you, but to be as good as you. That's what I notice when it comes to Denmark. They care about how they dress. So they don't want to necessarily dress better than you, like you'd find in Miami, or maybe parts of LA and New York, you know, like I'm gonna be number one. That's the American way. I'm gonna be number one. But in Denmark, it's like, I'm going to be equal to you. I'm gonna do my best to make sure that I'm you're not better than me. That's kind of the Danish way. And so you'll see that in terms of the way they dress and even the way they clap and give a round of applause. Like in our show, Story Party, we decide who the winner is based on who gets the loudest round of applause. And for the life of me, it's so hard to get them to clap louder for one other person than the other. I was like, all right, you know, clap for your favorite and then just the equal amount for everyone. In Denmark, we're all a winner. Everyone's a winner in Denmark. We had these two Norwegians tell stories at the show. And uh, Denmark has a lot of expats, some of them coming from Den- from Nor- Norway and Sweden. And these two women were very much different, but the only thing they had in common with was that they were Norwegian. So they kind of shared the, the pain that is being from Norway and being in Denmark. And the languages are similar, but um, it's still hard for them to make friends. Because once they find out that you are... Norwegian, many Danish people, at least in the service industry, especially when you're trying to when you're trying to get served, will just switch to English. And she was telling me this that she as a blonde one of these girls, blonde blue-eyed Viking, she says she has sturdy legs. She's taller than me. <laughs> and she says she, when she goes to a restaurant, it doesn't matter even if she's speaking, trying to speak use Danish words, they'll speak to her in English. I was like, "Oh shit, so you're not the only one." It happens to me. It happens to me. I thought I was the only one. Like, oh, they looked at me, looked at my skin color, and they switched to English. But no, for, even for her, they'll switch to uh, to English for her. But I found that in Denmark, at least people are willing to speak English, which is nice. Or not English, Danish. They're willing to speak to me in Danish, which makes me feel like I'm one of them. Kind of. But the way she explains it is Danish people, it's hard for them to kind of open up their social circle to you because they made a lot of their friends from when they were very young. And so they're not really willing to, not likely to just open up to necessarily outsiders or foreigners. But as foreigners, obviously, it's easy to stick together. When you go to a new place, it's easy to make friends with other expats. She calls it, and I love this. She says, Denmark does have problems. It's a great city, country, great place. But it does have problems with racism. She likes to call it hygge racism. So hygge is a word for coziness and warmth and friendliness and she says Denmark has a version of racism which is like hygge racism like it's cozy it's welcoming racism basically what they're saying is come to our country because we know wherever you're from is crap and here you'll be so much happier even if you're from Norway or Sweden come to Denmark and we welcome you because you know we're much better than Sweden 
in Norway. And even as a Norwegian, she struggles to uh, to connect with people. Both of them had that issue. Uh, so I found that, I guess, refreshing, knowing that uh, I, too, kind of struggle, I guess, to try to make friends in these places. But even if they're going to have problems making friends, then I certainly don't feel so bad. And the languages, although similar, you know, are so are different enough that if you try to come speak in Norwegian in Denmark, you know, they'll just switch to English, which is so sad because I thought that uh, at least I could learn Swedish, and apparently that's one of the most easily learn uh, recognizable languages throughout the Nordics uh, countries, Scandinavian countries. But it does not, and there's just this rivalry between these three places that makes me laugh. Like every place feels like they have the Viking roots, Viking heritage, but Norwegians feel like they're the most Viking of the Vikings. Sweden feels like they're the most Viking of the Vikings. And then Denmark, which ruled Sweden and Norway, they called it, you know, oh, it was a union between the two. But Norway's like, no, you ruled us. And they're all angry. And Dan- Denmark's like, we're the most Viking of the Vikings. And uh, I just laugh because it's like, you guys are just trying to say that you're the group that was the people that raped and pillaged and enslaved the most, you know? (laughs) Yeah, that was us. (laughs) So I wonder when being proud to be a Viking will go out of style, you know? They're trying to cancel uh, all the historical figures in the U.S. and the South that were once seen as uh, signs of strength, but um, now they're realizing that, well, maybe it's not a good idea to uh, have a statue of a former slave master slash uh, Southern general. I wonder, I wonder if the Vikings will ever go their way. I don't think so. It doesn't seem like it because Denmark is so proud of it. Even on the crosswalks in Aarhus, you see a little, you know, I have a little man and the traffic lights in the light that kind of tells you when to walk the little figurine. So for them, they literally have a Viking with a shield and an axe. <laughs> so maybe Viking, maybe it's the right thing. I think so. Why not? You know, who knows what they really did back then? You know, they did the, they did some bad things, but they did some good things. But uh, no one really knows. For all you know, they could have been the nicest people in the world. And then maybe that just the Netflix series is what's warping you. So don't watch so much TV. That's what I'm trying to say. But I fell in love with this place. It was clean. The architecture was beautiful. The people were quite nice. and uh, And I just thought... Like I always do, what if I lived here? Would I be any happier? And then I landed back in Tallinn and I realized that uh, Tallinn is still the right place for me in Estonia. Because although it doesn't have as fancy promenade and the people don't care as much about how they dress and uh, the buildings aren't as fancy, you know, Tallinn is doing good for itself. It has one thing that I think Denmark does not have and it has authenticity. It's got that level of authenticity that you'd have after you were ruled by the Soviets and then the Danish and the Germans before that. And then now you just don't give a fuck. You just don't care what people think about you. And I noticed that as soon as I was getting off the the airport and going into the into the terminal, there was this Russian woman who was waiting to clean the plane. And in Denmark, kind of people have that kind of almost like American vibe of terms of just like, oh, hi, you know, trying to fake it. Hi, how are you? Hope everything is good, you know. But she's just standing there holding a trash bag and just looking up all the people coming down, just staring at them like, who the fuck? Let's look on her face like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> and I smiled at her and she did not smile back. And I thought, ah, so good to be back in Estonia where people just don't give a fuck how you feel about them. It's a nice vibe. But anyway... Speaking of who doesn't give a fuck about what you think about them, that's an Estonian grandmother. 
And uh, this song is actually a song about Estonian grandmothers who really don't give a fuck what you think about them. So it's almost like if um, Cardi B was an Estonian grandmother. Here you go. See you next week as I am going to be in Cologne for August 5th, 6th, and 7th. So if you got any friends there, tell them to come to the show. I'll talk to you later. Peace. I don't give a cool out like no other Cause I'm a badass SD grandmother Ten bags in hand when I come out the stove And no, I don't need you to hold that dough Same outfit every day A big tan coat with a blue beret There's no one left to impress Cause all my men are dead or depressed Stay with me and don't pay rent Stockpile up potatoes in the basement You'll be quickly smitten Once I knit you some socks and mittens I got farm animals, that's a fact But I hope you're not afraid of this pussycat Been 30 years since my last humping But wait till you taste my pickle pumpkin, uh We got the best soup on the block Put your hands in the air if you don't give a cool